Welcome back to the Attention Podcast. I'm Dan Sanchez with Sweetfish. And today I'm here with Adam Shaw, who is the head of demand generation at IntentWise. Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dan. Excited to be here. For today's episode, I wanted to explore how paid media could be used to grow an audience. And Adam has some experience in doing just that. So to kick things off, Adam, what paid channels do you find work best for growing an audience? So I think the page channel that's going to work the best is where your audience is. If, if your audience is very business-focused, LinkedIn's going to be a great spot for it. If it's a little bit more of a relaxed kind of audience or maybe a direct-to-consumer-oriented audience, maybe TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, it's wherever your audience is. It makes a lot of sense. For most B2B companies, like if you only had one place to go, maybe even just, if it was just intent-wise, you wanted to build an audience, whether it's an email list, podcast, where are you going? It's probably going to be LinkedIn for us and for a lot of people, depending upon what the budget is, you're really going to want to focus on just, like you said, one spot and go all in there and just be really good at that. Absolutely. What percentage of media budget do you actually allocate just to audience growth and not towards like lead generation or nurturing or whatever else you have going on? So it really depends where you are in the journey of, of, you know, kind of building your audience. If you already have thousands and thousands of people in your community or in your audience that are dedicated to your brand, it's going to be a much smaller number. For somebody who's really just trying to get out there, it might be as much as like 50% of your budget. Again, it's kind of, you know, if you have a very expensive product or service, it's going to be, you know, replacing that brand awareness piece. So you can kind of, you kind of lump in the brand awareness and the audience building into one that can get pretty high. So what are some of the categories you would look at? If you're sitting down with a company, like what do you look for in a company to kind of determine like where they're at? Do you look at company size? Do you look at like industry? Like what kind of factories are you looking at as far as setting aside percentage of budget for that? So I'm looking to see how many people interact with them on a day-to-day basis, and not just by clicking on their blog posts or whatever it might be, but actually talking to them. So if they're their founder or really whoever is kind of like the face, if their sales team is really the face of the company, I might look and go say, okay, is your sales team getting a lot of traction in your preferred space? So if it's LinkedIn, I'm going to go see, are you guys actually generating, you know, commentary under your posts? Are your salespeople actually looking at other people's posts to see and like comment under there? And if really we're not seeing a lot or maybe we're just seeing a ton of posting, but not a lot of traction, like, you know, we need to have the conversation about the, A, the content and then B, how it's getting out there. And if they need to take basically, you know, any of their successful organic pieces and just kind of distribute it with some paid media, uh, we'll start to see kind of what, what effect it has. You want to go slowly, right? You don't want to have to, you don't want to just blow it out um, and find out you didn't really need to. And suddenly you wasted, you know, thousands of dollars when really you just needed a little extra push over the edge. Cool. So let me throw out a scenario at you mm-hmm. or what I think is like the typical scenario that I'm running into as an audience growth guy. B2B company, 100 employees, probably series A, series B, SaaS. Mm-hmm. They're making content. It's pretty good content. I'd say B, B content, not A plus, not C either. You know, they have an in-house team creating content, but they're unhappy with their level of audience. Mm-hmm. They got an email list of couple hundred people, some of its customers, you know, they got some traction on social, a couple hundred followers here, there. They got someone dedicated to doing social, but they want to do more. And they're wondering how much of their ad budget they have should be allocated. Mm-hmm. This is like the most typical scenario that I see yeah, when I'm absolutely. talking to people and they run to grow an audience. This is like the most common. Yeah. So if you're kind of that, that early stage startup with a pretty good amount of employees, I think that this, and you probably already have a spend going somewhere else. So I think that kind of falls into that general, like 10 to 15% of budget going to, towards testing that a lot of paid media folks tend to do, especially if you're already spending like a million dollars a month or maybe even just a year, like 
if you're not starting at zero, just call it your testing budget, right? And if you're allocating 15% to testing it to A-B testing, make your A-B testing that, the audience building part. And that's your 15%. Let it run for a couple of months, see how it does, and go from there. Awesome. Now, what kind of creative do you typically run? Because when you're promoting a product, you run one type of creative, but now you're optimizing for audience. What kind of creative are you running? Yeah, I'm running whatever worked organically. I might just go in there and hit promote post. It's super simple. So it's also very kind of on the fly. So if you have just an unbelievable post that happened, your CEO posted, you know, at 5 a.m. and by 7 o'clock, it's had 3,000 likes and 1,000 comments. I'm going to promote that. I'm going to put some dollars behind that and see what happens realistically to reach another couple thousand people, which is significant. You don't have to put a few bucks in. Especially, it's super easy to do on like Instagram and Facebook where you can like just hit promote post, $5 for the next two hours, whatever it is. LinkedIn, pretty similar. You can promote posts to some degree. On paid, I do really like converting that good organic content into video. It just grabs the viewer a little bit more. And if you're going to pay for it, you, know, you want to yep. see if you can grab them a little bit earlier. Makes a lot of sense. So do you just you just kind of wait for the viral hits to come and you're like, there we go. We had budget to to boost that. Do you have any other systematic things you're looking for? Exactly. And so like my threshold for what's viral is extremely low, right? Like at least for depending upon the size of your company, but viral to me is getting a ton of traction within your target audience. So if your target audience, if you have a hundred likes and 50 comments and every single like and comment is your perfect audience then push that out because obviously it's doing really well. Then conversely, of course, if you have, you know, if you can see on on LinkedIn, you can see how many people have viewed your posts. Obviously you can say, okay, there's 50,000 views, but only like 200 likes and 20 comments. Um, and it, most of them are just like, yay, or great to hear, or super, you know, those aren't good. They're not like highly engaging. It's just people kind of commenting just a comment. I consider virality to be something that's based on your your baseline. So mm-hmm. if you're usually getting a thousand views and you go from ten, then one post goes from ten thousand views to like somewhere between like ten x and a hundred x views. I'm like, that's viral, yeah, <laughs> right. But it just all depends on your context, right? There's viral in the world's eyes, and there's viral virality, and like that's mm-hmm. according to you. Because if you're used to only getting fifty and you got a thousand, mm-hmm. that's that's a pretty substantial change. Exactly. And it's like, again, it's like useful virality, right? If, if I'm trying to sell a $10,000 a month product and a bunch of teenagers are reposting my, my stuff, you know, really cool, awesome, kind of fun that we're reaching a different audience, but I'm not going to, you know, push that, you know, to try to reach the CEOs or the CTOs or CMOs that are going to be purchasing a, a very expensive product. What if you're promoting something that's a little bit more long form with the creative? It's a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. It's a email newsletter. It's a maybe a longer video of some kind. Where are you promoting it? So right now, LinkedIn actually has does pretty well. I think with longer. Well, it depends upon what exactly I guess you're trying to do. So for LinkedIn, if you have a great podcast episode, like if this episode of Attention ends up being the greatest episode in history, you pull off a five minute piece of of our conversation, and then in the comment of the paid post, you might say, hey, catch the rest here or catch us on the next one. I like doing that. I think that if you have really good content, people are going to stick around and watch that for five minutes, just like they would organically. So essentially pull out a, a short video clip, maybe caption it, title it, mm-hmm. and then just pull out the best clip of it. Don't tease yep. it. Just give away the best stuff or do you tease? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just give it away. Look, just give away the best stuff. You know, I'd rather have them hear that information than not, if that makes sense. If somebody says, that's really cool information, I don't have time to listen to the podcast. At least they still got it. And if you're going to tease them, you know, I think 
I don't know. I don't really see the value in that. I think if the whole point is to get your information out there, which usually with audience building it is, it's kind of a culmination, right? Maybe it wasn't that time, like capturing that demand to be part of the audience. Maybe it wasn't that specific time for them. But I think then you asked one thing about like longer blog posts. I want to address that because I think a lot of people get stuck in the, oh, let's just copy and paste the first paragraph of the blog post. That's a summary. Literally have your content people rewrite the blog post as a post. No copying and pasting. It's not going to work. There's a reason why, you know, people don't write, you know, 3,000 word LinkedIn posts. And, you know, there's a reason why Twitter's 240, you know, characters, whatever it might be. Uh, rewrite it for that specific audience and for that specific platform. Yep. And you would do, you would, do you treat your creative the same way? Like the same kind of stuff you would normally post organically is the same kind of stuff you're running in paid when it comes to audience growth. Yeah. Yeah. So from an audience growth standpoint, that's probably the biggest part of it. When I'm talking a little bit more about trying to get people to convert on something, I might have a little bit of a different message, especially if it's a retargeting or depending upon what, you know, if there's a massive offer, you know, that, that, you know, week or, or month, depending upon, you know, how you, how you run your offers for your company. So, um, but I do like to kind of keep that the same, especially in LinkedIn where it's not super simple to distinguish between what's paid and what's, what's not paid is, you know, if it's working as organic, why wouldn't it work? right? To get the same job done. And if you think that your net new audience is going to be something that's going to capture, you know, intent for them to actually come by, I think you need to rethink your product unless you're selling socks that are like really pretty and cool to to look at. You know, nobody's going to be like, oh, I've never seen that before ever. I'm going to go fill it out to get the demo and purchase this $10,000 a month uh, product. So, um, you know, if you're trying to capture demand on net new audience, I think you're probably barking up the wrong tree. So what's interesting about like Facebook and Facebook is like as Facebook and LinkedIn is that their ad products are so close to what their their content products are or their organic channels. So it looks pretty close. The one difference is, at least especially on LinkedIn, is when you have less copy to deal with and but you get a CTA. You get this like bar across the bottom that you can actually add a CTA to. It's probably like a button like subscribe, mm-hmm. download, something like that. Yeah. In general, what are you find the most effective CTAs when you get someone to subscribe or to view more? Like, what are you testing and playing with there? So, I think that if it's really a heavily content focused piece of paid media, like not really trying to capture man or elicit a purchase, being as specific as humanly possible in a CTA, watch our next episode, learn more about this episode. And if you know, in your situation where LinkedIn has pretty strict CTAs, like you can't just kind of go willy nilly with a lot of them add a CTA in that comment, in the comment section to be more specific. And if you want to mention it in the in the uh, promoted post and content, do that, you know, say more information is down in the comments or click the learn more button below. Awesome. Where do you send traffic? I send traffic to basically an extension of whatever the person is clicking on. So if it's a video, if it's a five minute video ad, which I think is now the longest you can do on, on LinkedIn, I'm going to send them some more video content. Uh, maybe it's the larger piece of that content if it's a if it's like that. Another thing is that I'd like to make sure that it's the same level of content. So to be you know a little bit more specific, saying that if I'm selling a very technical product, I don't want to have a very high level piece of like top of funnel content be like the the thing that that's being posted and having paid media behind. Then send them to an insanely technical you know white paper. It's just not going to work. Like I like to make sure it has the same tone of voice and. Works the other way too. If if somebody's clicking on a very technical ad, I don't want to send them to like top five ways that you know the top five you know, post or something or, or a lead magnet using very like top of funnel or very low effort, I guess, commodity content for lack of a better phrase. So, where do you send them if you want them to 
subscribe. So they're going there to consume more content. Do you try to optimize that page with mm-hmm. like maybe a multitude of call to actions providing you're not being super annoying with your pop-ups or whatever? Like, how do you think about that? Yeah, so all of our blog posts still have the same header as the rest, like have, as like the rest of the pages. It's going to say, you know, free demo now or free trial now. It depends upon who you are that's, that's clicking on there, what the piece of content is. And then above the fold, there's going to be a subscribe now option. And I'll put one at the bottom of the of the post, and then I'll put you know a a reactive message as well. So if the person goes to like click back or X, you can set it to you know have a pop up come up and say, "Hey, happy you read it. You know, come check it out. Um, you know, sub- subscribe. Whatever it is, something that's super catchy, super clear. I try to be extremely clear with what what's going to happen. Like you're going to click now, you're going to get one email a month or something. Or if it's going to be yeah. more, just say it. I try to be as clear as humanly possible so that they're ready for it and that they actually are getting content they enjoy. Um, because if they're not going to want to hear from us once a month, they're probably not going to be a good, you know, a good uh, buyer anyway. So, <laughs> for sure, do you ever gate your content? Uh, kind of. So the type of content that I like to gate is stuff that basically has to be gated. So one thing that I'm, I'm kind of testing this a little bit is is we're going to be doing kind of like almost little mini game shows for intent wise using Kahoot. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that platform. Absolutely. You kind of have like it, you have to enter your email in to use Kahoot. So it's something that's it's worth it. Like it really has to be of, of super high value, which is to say you're actually interacting, you are learning something from it, and you can walk away and feel like you know you got away with doing something for free, basically. What does your audience growth tactics look like right now as far as paid goes? Like what kind of campaigns are you running and what are you trying to grow? Yeah. So we are about to launch like a, a video series. We we interviewed our CEO, our CTO, and our head of customer success. And they're just basically talking about the use of data in e-commerce. There are parts of it that get a little salesy talking about our product, but the vast majority of it is all about data and how you can use it. You know, one of our really our, our bigger audiences are people who are media buyers, but not data, you know, data scientists. So we want to be able to inform them about that and then come to us for questions. They want I want them to feel like, okay, I can go talk to intent wise about data science questions. So it's really about reaching a new audience and telling them, hey, you can come to us. So that's the point with our video series that's coming out, I think, next week, I believe it starts. Nice. And so that's the video series. Where is it hosted and how are you sending, how are you promoting it and sending traffic to it? Yeah, so the video series is chopped up in about five-minute pieces on purpose to have paid on LinkedIn. It's going to point to larger, like basically recorded webinars, as well as live webinars in the series that are going to be coming, which uh, they will live just on the website. Basically, we'll, we'll put it on YouTube as well, um, just for ease of access for some people. We will also be you know, interviewing like high-level tech folks, you know, to be able to then you know excite people to come and watch those webinars. And then, of course, it's similar to what we did to get those five-minute chunks, we'll edit those down into a little bit more consumable pieces and get them out organically and, and through paid. Cool. So you're running these five-minute videos on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Call to action to see the full, is it the full video or is it just the next webinar? So I think it's going to be kind of A-B tested when it starts next week because I want to see if the sign up now or watch full video is is going to work better. Gosh, you should follow up with me and then I can I will. bake it into the, the email newsletter that follows this podcast. Yeah, perfect, I will. <laughs> so I'd like to know which one works better myself. Of course, what works for you might not necessarily work for me, but it'd be interesting to know. All right, my guess is that the watch the longer video will probably do better just because it's something that people can do right now. And yeah, I mean, setting up for a webinar is a pretty big ask, right? It's taking an hour of plan time out of somebody's day. So, but that's also 
that person probably has a little bit more intent of using our product or have, has an interest in knowing more about our product anyway. So if it's a smaller group of more engaged people, that's perfectly fine for us. And last question. If somebody's listening to this now and they're like, I wonder where to start. What's like the lowest barrier, low-hanging fruit that they can go and grab when it comes to paid media for audience growth? Go record a video of you, of you saying something interesting and put money behind it on on the platform that your people are on. Video content right now is obviously so far above and beyond anything else. And it's super, super cheap to produce because you just need a game. Everybody has a phone um, and just put a couple of bucks behind it. I think TikTok, you can literally put like a couple, like a $2 behind a, a post and, and call it promoted. So give that a try. <laughs> nice. All right, Adam, thank you so much for joining me on the Attention Podcast. Where can people find out more about you and IntentWise online to learn more? Yeah, so IntentWise.com, our blog is full of a lot of really cool stuff. And then uh, for me personally, everything for me is OMG, it's Adam Shaw. So my LinkedIn, uh, the end of the handle is OMG, it's Adam Shaw, OMG, Adam Shaw at TikTok, OMG, it's Adam Shaw on Instagram as well, which I don't really post on Instagram, but if you want to follow me there, go ahead. (laughs) Fantastic. Again, thanks for joining me on the show. Thank you so much. 